0: okay so uh we're middle of uh, letter 11 it's page 167 in the elias version um so we discussed so far three categories two categories of myths. we have the tires which are i think they're in the other in the, um the tires which are what we'd call more like the The ideas about the Rabbani the truths about Hashem, about Klai Yisrael, about our own nature, which we're supposed to be reminded of, ideas that are supposed to form the basis of our lives, our daily activities. Mishpatim, we discuss, are what we consider laws of justice towards other human beings by virtue of the fact that we are equal, in other words, Hashem created, right? So you have to, um, right? We're both humans, we're both equal, and therefore... Um, we have laws that uh, that affect us, right? We can't do, we can't damage them, etc. We have to give them the basic respect. Those are laws of justice towards things that are equal. Now, now we're getting to chukim. Chukim. This is this is in Reharsh, This is very unique, page one sixty seven. It's very unique. It's a, it's a classification and understanding of chukim that I don't think most of us have. I, I, I don't know if anyone else says it. I'm, I'm, I think it's Rav own uh, ideas. And the way he defines chukim is the following. The same justice that you owe to man should be shown to every lower being. Okay? So justice, what is justice? Now we have to define justice. Justice means, justice is not kindness, right? The next letter, when we'll talk about the mitzvah, when we'll talk about the laws of kindness, right? there's an idea of chesed, what we call kindness, and again, we'll get to how Rav Hirsch expands that idea tremendously. But justice is not something which is, you're not being charitable, this is a demand, right? So there's a demand, the Rebbeinah says, right? When you don't kill someone, it's not because you're a tzaddik, Right, You're not killing him because that would be a violation of justice. He's a human being, and you don't steal from human beings. He has what belongs to him, he is entitled to, and the laws of justice demand that he gets what he's entitled to. Right? So with, between two human beings we understand that, between two years you then know, we understand that very much, right? You have something, I can't take it, I owe you money, I have to pay you back. Not because I'm a nice guy, I'm not nice for paying you back, right? It's not, it's not you're not a tzaddik, right? you well, tzaddik might be the right word. Tzaddik is the luchin of justice. Okay, we'll talk about the of Tzaddik, tzaddik, right? But it's not because you're kind. It's not chesed. You're not about chesed. That you pay back everyone that you steal from, or that uh, you pay your workers on time. That's not chesed. That's justice. He, he can demand it from you, and the Rebbei demands that you do it by virtue of the fact that you're both human beings, right? Like you know, the Zavach right? You know, who says that his blood is better than yours? Right. That's the idea. We're basic human beings. And this is a demand, right? Justice demands that you behave in this way towards other human beings. Chukim is justice, which are things that are not human, things that are lower, right? So now, this is a very, and we'll, and we'll get to some examples, and we'll see, th- this idea is, is very, very fundamental. It's not just being nice to animals, right? That's also true. But in other words, the idea is like this. The Rav Nishalem created the world, right? The Rav Nishalem created everything in it. And only the Rav Nishalem knows the true nature of everything. And the Rav Nishalem tells us that with regard to this creature, this is how I want you to behave. With regard to this, this is how I want you to behave. For example, we'll talk about Arias as being one of the laws of chukim. Right? Why, why? In other words, why can't I marry this person? What's the problem? Right? What's, what's, the, what's the problem? Is she she's related to me? Why is that an issue? Right? What's the problem over here? The Rabbi Yishalom, who created human beings, knows the nature of things, right? And he says, that this is how I want you to behave towards these things. Right in the laws of marriage, right? This is not a, this is not justice towards the other human being, right? It's 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 a doctestic thing, but it's really it's it's the it's the category of mitzvahs that in a way is the most uniquely Jewish because without Rabbi Yisrael, most of these we would probably not know, right? The idea is that certain things should be you know, you should behave a certain way towards certain things. Right? When we're equal, we understand. You know what you, you know what you like. You understand. Right? the laws of mitzvahs which are kindness and chesed that we understand also there's a certain sense of being nice to people chukim are laws right, from the earth which bears everything to vegetation, to the animal world to your own body words, the way you treat your own body and the things that you can and cannot do to and with your own body are part of chukim your mental powers, your own self that more than anything else you can call yours but you would think okay, this is me, I can kill myself I can damage myself, why can I do that now, what law of justice demands that I can't kill myself but what's my well that? What's the problem right? what I, what am I, who, am I, who am I hurting I'm hurting myself ok I'm, I own myself no you don't the Rabbi Shalom created everything included you including you Shalom, every creature in the world was created by the Rabbani Shalom and therefore the Rabbani Shalom tells us this is how you need to behave towards this thing through the rules of justice justice demands Right? Just like you can't steal from someone, you also can. Just like you can't punch someone in the face, why? Because make a thing you can punch him. Right? He's a, he's a human being equal to you, and just as man as you can't punch him, you also can't punch yourself. Why? Who says? Oh, the Torah says the, Rabbanisham. the Rabbanisham created you the Rabbin tells you this is how I want you to behave towards these things not because you're being a tzaddik you're not, it's, not a, it's not so much in a positive sense but it's in the negative sense of this is how the Rabbin wants us to behave towards these things and this is, this is really how we have an impact on, on the world around us so this is our connection with the world around us and we'll, we'll give examples and we'll be a little bit clearer right? in the case of Mishpat the demand for justice is based on the equality of all men Whereas here it derives from the principle that everything belongs to Hashem, who represents his interests against your arbitrariness, right? Yeah, a human being has free will, he can do whatever he wants, he can destroy the world. The Rebbe comes in and says, I created it all, and this is how I want you to behave. But the demands of mishpatim are clear to you, because to a large extent, you only need to know your own feelings in order to identify with the feelings of your fellow men, right? I can't punch you, yeah, it's very simple, right? I wouldn't want to be punched, It makes sense. And this is the non-Jewish justice, it's pretty much based on this idea, right? Is that, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know if you, you, why can I, why can I steal? Well, why not, why, what's stopping me? Well, you don't want people to steal from you, so don't steal from them, and let's create governments in order to protect that, right? It's not wrong or right, we don't believe in wrong or right, we believe we're all descended of monkeys, and so what's wrong with killing people? There's nothing intrinsically wrong with killing someone, right? You, you wouldn't want to be killed, okay, so let's make laws about killing, that way we're all gonna be able to not get killed, hopefully. Right? unless you live yeah. in uh, Chicago. Right? If you had the same knowledge of your body and your mind and the condition for their harmonious interaction, and if you were able to put yourself also in the place of any other creature, then chukim would be as intelligible to you as mishpatim. Right? It's so obvious that you don't punch someone in the face. Right? That's very, very obvious. But you can't punch someone in the face. Right? In the same way, if you were an animal, right, you would understand the mitzvah to animals. Right? If you understood the nature of your mouth, we're going to talk about mitzvahs of your mouth, the dharm, you would understand the chukim just as clearly. Right? It comes from simply where these are not us, and so we can't relate to them as well, but they are the Rabbani Hashem, the Rabbani created them, and therefore we need to behave in the way that the Rabbani demands, the rules that were set into place by the Rabbani Right, If we truly understood the nature of things, chukim would be obvious to us. Right, And so this is how Rav Hirsch is like learning the Midrash and the talk about chukim, not being there are things that we don't understand, right? That's the that's what we're taught in kids. Chukim is meshpata we understand, chukim we not understand. And at first we could understand them and fakir, right? That's the famous, you know, Rashi when he talks about the uh, paraduma. We don't understand it, and then right afterwards goes to a whole shikl explaining every aspect of the paraduma from a Moshe right? It's like you understand, right? And all these mitzvahs, again, whenever we give reasons for mitzvahs, we're not giving reasons for mitzvahs. We're ideas, philosophy, ashkava. But the point is, it's the ulmas el make fun of us for it because, like, why? Like, who says? Right? There's no svarah that comes out automatically, but it's only because the Rabbi Hashem created it and it's a demand he makes it. And let, let's give examples and we'll kind of flesh it out. Respect for all that exists as God's property. Do not destroy anything. Do not misuse it. Do not waste. Use everything wisely. Right? Batashchis. Batashchis this is a classic example. But why can I destroy a fruit tree? Right? What's the problem? The Rabbi Hashem created fruit trees and he wants these fruit trees to exist. And therefore, don't destroy it. Don't destroy anything that's, you know, that you don't need to destroy. This is, again, where does it come from? Justice? I can't kill a person, but I can't knock down a tree? Yeah, the answer is yes. Right? If you were a tree, you would understand why you can't knock down another tree. The Rebbe Hashem created this nature, and in the nature of the world, this is what he demands, that fruit trees should exist. And therefore, you have a demand, hukim, to uphold that tree. Of azchem right? You can't castrate an animal. Same idea, right? Respect for all species. Their order was established by Hashem. Do not intermingle them. Right, this is kliyim. This is the mistress of kliyim, and there's a whole bunch of examples of kliyim. Right, in vegetation. Right, in baster bchalav, this is a form of kliyim. Right, the keshatn is a form of kliyim. And again, just you know, in chayrev, if one day we ever get to chayrev, we'll go through each mistress individually and we'll flesh it out a little bit more. But just now, we're just kind of giving the Rashi prakam over here that the idea that we need to respect the order of all species, right? Not to mix things that shouldn't be mixed. Each species develops on its own. Each species, you know, has its own. And by you, you know, you're taking two different trees and putting them together, right? What you're doing is you're, you're inserting yourself into creation. The Rebbe Shalom created a tree. This apple tree grows a very specific way. The esmer tree grows a specific way. And the lemon tree grows a specific way. And you're taking it and you're corrupting the order of operations, right? Again, what's the, what's the demand, right? If I told you, you know, if you came into the world without any prior knowledge, you would never make the laws of Shatnas, right? But recognizing that Rabbi Shalom, who truly knows the nature of things can make that demand of you, right? And this is how I want you to behave towards... Again, in, in Chayrev and Chumash, these ideas are flushed out and they're given a lot more. But just the, even just the concept of not being able to cook milk and meat together is something which is a, which is a demand of chukim. Respect for all creatures. There are servants in the household of Hashem. Right? So respect all creatures. This is like the HaKan. Respect for the feelings and instincts of animals. Right? You can't muzzle an animal. You can't muzzle an animal. I certainly wouldn't want to be muzzled myself, but an animal? Yes, this is a demand of Chukim. Right? The Rabbi Hashem created the animals and he demands that this is, you don't do this. Respect for the human body. Even after the soul has departed. Right? So there's a mitzvah of like the soul. Right? You can't hang a body up. The body's dead. Right? Where where does the mitzvah to, to to respect the dead body? Right? Where does that come from? The guy's dead, right? The answer is this is a, a an obligation of the chukim, respect for your own body, right? Again, it's my own body. We said it's mine. Maintain it as if as it is a repository messenger and instrument of the spirit, right? So, so to do suicide. I mean, i you know. We'll talk about you know the things that you can't do to your own body, like making bald spots and tattoos. These are all halachas. That, right, tattoos clearly right there's not uh, no, no one has, seems to have a problem with tattoos and yet the Rabbi Hashem's demand of justice tells you you need to treat this is how I want you to treat every part of your body right again it's not an equal human being there's no law of justice that says don't make a tattoo but it's based on the idea that the Rabbi Hashem created everything including you Right, so nothing to do with nothing to do with another human being, nothing to do with your feelings, nothing to do with you know, mutual accommodation. It has to do with the basic idea that this is the, right. This is the world, and these are the laws that he wants, and this is the way he wants us to, to behave and treat other creations in this world. Limitations of your own instincts and animal-like actions. Right, these are the ideas of taiva, of erva. Right, right what's the problem? You're given a taiva, Go ahead, go crazy. Right, what's this idea of curbing your tayva? And where would that come from? Okay, we, we recognize it as being, like, you know, immoral. What's immoral? The Rebbe sets the limits on morality. The sets the limits for human behavior. The created people, and this is the people that I want you to marry, this is the people I don't. It's interesting that in Rebbe Hirsch is very not clear with arayas. It's very hard to explain what's wrong with arayas. You know, nowadays, you know, maybe because we have, a, we have a natural aversion to it. It's like, you know, to arayas, or at least most of the arayas are disgusting to us. You know, and this may be a natural thing the Rebbeinu Shem put in, right? They have the famous Gemara with Numa, but also, you know, Rav Hershey discusses ideas. You know, in Chumash he maybe gives some ideas for our eyes, but it's based on the fact that the Rebbeinu knows the world, the Rebbeinu understands the nature of the world, and he says these are the people you should marry, and that's that is the law of the world. Right? If we had the perfect das of the Rebbeinu these laws would be natural to us, but we don't, right? We're very limited in our understanding, but the ideas. Marrying these people and not marrying those people is what will ensure the continuity of the world in the best possible way. Right? Look what happened pre-Briah, Pre-Imabel, right? right? The, you know, the world people lived for a lot longer. Right? Again, the world got corrupted. The psukim and the end the Kim married the Benayis Adam. Intermarriage this causes deterioration. How? What? Where? Why? I don't know. Maybe the study of genetics could help us a little bit now. You know, but the point is, is that the Rebbeinu who understands the nature of people, understands the nature of human beings. Right? Puts these laws into place. Right, um, so limitations of your own instincts and animal-like actions subordinate them to Hashem's law, so that truly human and sanctified, that can help you attain the holy goal of mankind, that will not turn you into a mere, a mere animal. Right, called the Right, respect for your soul when you nourish its tool, the body. Right, so the body is a tool of the soul. Right? You need to respect your body. How by the food you eat. This is macholis asuris. Where's Machal Zasuris? Why, what's, why, why can't I eat these foods? Right? What's, the, what's going on over here? Right? The Rebbein Shalom who created all things, understands the nature of things, and these are the rules that he wants us. Now again, we can try and understand it, and in will get into it, and he'll say it here briefly, and I'll maybe be marach on this a little bit. Supply the body only with such nourishment that will enable it to act as a pure and willing messenger of the world to the spirit, and of the spirit to the world, rather than giving it food that will induce sluggishness and sensuality. And this is Rav Hirsch's idea for all machalas that machay, the foods that are mutter to eat, are foods which number one are not too active, so they're not going to make you, uh, you know, too much taiva, too, you know, and at the same time they're not going to make you too passive and too sluggish, right? So just like as an example, right? So uh, dam blood is vitality, right? By in, by in, in absorbing blood into your body, that will make you into a will make you build. Right, which is why it's only by a chayyah and a bird, right? Those are the much more active animals. Behemas you can eat their blood, right? right? Um, whereas chaylev it's the opposite, right? With chaylev, did I get that right? Right? Chalev, I'm sorry, blood is always us. So Chailev, right, which is much more passive and sluggish, right? That's the reserve fast of the animal that you know only from a behema, not from a chaya and thing, because they you know they're right. So the idea of maligam festas parsa, most kosher animals, they're not wild. they're not like predator animals, and they're also not like creatures and bugs and things which are passive, right? An animal, is this balance between an animal, right? He chooses that means he's spending most of his day eating, and he's kind of slow, right? He's ruminating. His feet aren't meant to claw at things; they're split. They're meant just to walk. It's kind of this you, this in between stage, the ideal of what a person should be. Again, it's it's a complicated. It's twenty pages in He talks about it in Chumash, but again, the idea that there are Bnei Shem who created all things, who created all animals, who created all plants, right? And he tells us this is the kind of things that you should be eating. This is what you shouldn't be eating. That's kind of that's part of the chukim. Concealment and sublimation and sublimation of the body of the animal in you, right? Rather than according it to too much respect and attention, right? So again, this is why we cover up parts of our body, right? We think, you know, by exposing ourselves, right, we're, we're giving attention to things that shouldn't be given attention to. Only thus will the conflict within you ultimately be resolved, right? A human being, we're, we're animals. At the end of the day, we are animals. Right, so by covering up and kind of minimizing the importance of the animal within us and the animal in you will only aspire to be truly human. Right, this is again these are halachas of of uh, of what's it called again of the Silbash begarisha. These are halachas of your Tfilas Kalim, which he talks about. Again, these are all how these all play into it. Well, you know, metzushem chayyim. Lastly, respect for your own person in its purest expression, your power of speech. Right, the idea that you make a nether, and it should be chal. Right, what's the idea? The idea is that Rebbein Shalom. Created everything, including your speech, and that your speech needs to be, right, has to be taken seriously. Why, why do, I, why do I care what I say? People say a lot of stupid things. The answer is this is all part of the, the, the rubric of chukim over here. So again, we'll stop here because, uh, you know, we'll do the next set of next week, but, uh, but, but again, it's, it, this is something which is, is not so easy to comprehend, the, 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 the nuance of what refers, how he's identifying chukim is a little bit arbitrary. But, but the point is, we'll see, for example, next week when we talk about the mitzvahs, when she talks about mitzvahs of love, right? Those are meant to be promoting, right? So we're talking about building families, helping other people, right? This is meant to be an outward expression of growing and expanding and helping and being in a positive way. Chukim are much more, they're limitations on things, but not other human beings, right? And only Rabbi Nisham, who created the world, can, can tell us these things. Right? This is why we can't, you know, it's, it's very hard to create a Torah on your own. I don't know, some want to say, Rambabinu maybe could. Okay, well that's the Torah for some other time. Right? But the idea that there is Rebbe we need to have the Rebbe who created the world. And he could tell us this is the natural law of the world. This is, if you follow these mitzvahs, this is how you will thrive as individuals. This is how Plant life will thrive, society will thrive, right? And and, and the gemaras talk about this, and even historians talk about how the how nature kind of deteriorated. We talk about Astana hateva, right? Because when we violate these laws that the Rebbeinu Shalom put in, just like we understand that people start murdering, your society will break down, right? People will be dead, people will be sick, right? People will, will be poor, right? Bad things happen when we don't treat each other as equals and justice. So too, if you don't treat the world in the way that the Rebbeinu Shalom tells us to treat the world. If we start marrying people who we shouldn't marry, right? If we start eating things that we shouldn't be eating, right? If you start treating animals and grafting and planting in ways that, right? Like you know, the I was in yesterday in Alert State Park. It was actually beautiful. I went like walking through, like a path. And hundreds of those Chinese—what do they call those? Those Lantern. lanterns. It was gorgeous. Right? They were—they were big and they were flying. Right? Completely destroyed, Right? This is like we're mixing up the order over here. Right? They were supposed to be in China, and in China there's, they have a natural spider, I think, that eats them. Right? Somehow they got imported here, and now they're completely destroying—you uh, know—New Jersey. I know. It's across America. Now. I don't know what's how this is going to end. It's—they're uh, all over the place. Right? You, you see them all over. Right? That's it, all I what? Yeah. Is well, that what they're thinking? Maybe the winter will uh, will come. Yeah, right. So uh, they're probably immune to COVID. They, uh, you know, they're from China. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah, but in other words, this is a, you're disrupting the nature of the world, right? It's like you know, they, they, they you know, you have all these stories where they tried to bring in things, right? Like in Israel, that's you know, they had a mice problem, so they brought in the they brought in the cats, right? Now you have a major cat problem, right? Yeah. So they say that that's what they brought on Yashami kids, you know, to take <laughs> care of the, right? But again, right, it's, it's the Rav created a world with the order, right, and by, by you manipulating my separations, and that's in ways which are very clear to us, right, okay, grafting, it makes sense to us, how does marriage, how does marrying this woman, right? Again, this is, this is a person's mother-in-law, and his wife died, or his sister-in-law, Okay, the sister is your wife's sister is mother, right? But again, brother lo and Yibum, right? Relatives which you wouldn't but but at the same time a grandmother's okay mid right? That's only Mid Rabbanan, okay. right? Okay, it's that's more of a harchaga. The the who understands the nature of things, who created right, who created all things, and the tells us these are this this is the story. This just like between two people you understand what you should and shouldn't do, mostly because you wouldn't want it done to yourself. This is how the says the nature of the world, this is how human Survival. This is how society. This is how the country. This is how nature will thrive. Uh, you know, following these laws. Again, without chayyurim, it's hard to get a real sense of this. But um, you know, you guys can pick up chayyurim on your own, or some other time. Yes. Yeah, yeah.